This is Frazzly with Frazzlecast. Do you want to talk about World of Warcraft every week with different people and a little bit of geeky stuff? Check out Frazzlecast.com and on all of your favorite podcast players. And remember, keep it geek. theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Rays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 123 of Geekitude, the geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am once again joined by my co-host Ray Vargas. How you doing, Ray? Hello. <laughs> you have had a busy week. Oh man, I was just going to say I'm coming at you from my new apartment, but it doesn't really feel like mine yet. <laughs> that's that's always the weirdest part is when you like just move into a place and you're just like okay okay i'm not home yet <laughs> yeah yeah oh i uh what was it two nights ago was the first night that i've slept in my new apartment and that was an odd experience for sure i felt like i was squatting in someone else's <laughs> home yeah yeah <laughs> how's it going it's going good it's going good um is it raining where you guys are raining yeah what? Oh no! It's been it's been like I, I've if you look outside, it looks like Hawaii or Costa Rica out here. It's a hundred and some odd degrees, and um, the last two days there's been rain. Oh my god! I hope that stays out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any part of that. <laughs> it is gross. It is like like apparently we are going to have one of the wettest summers ever this year and so it is just humid and gross and that like i want my dry heat back oh wow that's so funny i just had a conversation today about dry heat with someone from out of state um i mentioned to you before we started recording uh at work we're installing a new um uh, organizational system you know to keep track of all our records and communication and whatnot and so um the company that is doing all this and that is is running our our training you know flies in a representative and um she's she's based in ohio and so she's oh sorry sorry not ohio indiana okay and so she she comes out here and you know i i don't know how many people are aware of this but i work for a college it's a small visual arts school in laguna beach and so we're actually in a canyon 
by the beach in the, this like gorgeous, gorgeous setting. Um, and we're just really spoiled because the weather is literally in that canyon. Whatever else is going on outside in Southern California, outside of that canyon, you get into that canyon and it feels like this little microclimate where it's like the <laughs> perfect breeze, you know, sunny, 70 and breezy, you know? That's awesome. And so she's like, I'm not used to this because this is really dry heat. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I had to have it explained to me. Like, I know humidity is a thing. I know that. But what does that feel like? You know, and she's like, it's the worst. You're you're hot and miserable and you're wet and miserable at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. I went I went to the first time I went to Cape Cod with Matt. Um, we were staying in his parents house and it wasn't uh air conditioned because they don't they don't need it up there that often and so every place they were in the middle of like probably one of the biggest heat spells that they'd had in a very long time and it was 90 and it was humid and there was like these it would just dump rain on people and <laughs> oh. it was awful like you're just sticky and uncomfortable and it feels like you're swimming through air it's awful <laughs> Oh, that sounds so bad. But now, dry heat is bad for a lot of people, right? I've heard that. That one of the reasons people move to like Florida and stuff in the older age is because something about the climate it's it's better for them for their lungs or something. Maybe I know it dries it dries out like your sinuses and and maybe if you have lung issues that it right right out too much. So I yeah, can, I can, yeah. I forget that we're in a desert. You know, Southern California is a desert and. I always forget that until I'm talking to someone from not from this area. Right. right. <laughs> well, and we just have like, I mean, honestly, if we don't like it down here, we can just go to like Big Bear or Idlewild or wherever. And it's you know 30 <laughs> degrees colder and nice and temperate totally. and nobody cares. <laughs> like totally or you go to the yes. beach where you just, you know, it's like you're <laughs> away. We are an hour away from any kind of climate you want. Yeah. Now we're just bragging. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? What's the geekiness that you've been getting into? Probably not a lot because you've been moving, which, as I said before we started recording, is the single worst thing that anyone ever has to do. Joe, literally yesterday, uh, you know, it was our, yeah, I don't know what, 70 of moving. Because I started moving over Fourth of July weekend, which. Not, I mean, now, you know, I realize maybe it wasn't the smartest plan. I was not really anticipating this massive heat wave mm -hmm. that we've been going through. So literally like on Friday and Saturday was when I spent most of the time moving. And they're like the two hottest days of the year so far. I think on, on Saturday, uh, on, on Friday, Santa Ana hit 117 at one point. Um, yeah. That's yeah, not an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. So, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. Although last night I was unpacking uh, my my books and just staring kind of longingly at my graphic novels as I was putting them into my bookshelf. Uh -huh. And just, you know, I, I have so much work to do that that's about as close as I've gotten to any like geeky fun is just looking at these graphic novels as I'm stacking them into the shelf going, oh, I wish I could just sit and just relax and read these right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're in your new place. Like that's like the the only thing worse than moving is we're moving on a time schedule where you have to like you have to, like two days and your half of your place is not packed up. Like that's the oh, worst. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be horrible. No, I I did look out in that respect. Uh, I got plenty of time. I got the whole month basically to move from one place to the other. But I'm almost I'm pretty much done, and now it's just organizing. And I love love my new apartment so i'm really like i'm just happy to be in this place 
Uh, so there's going to be, yeah, there's going to be hours and hours of drawing and painting and reading and everything here. So yeah, I'm stoked about that, but hopefully you, you're on vacation. So you, you've had more time <laughs> to, to, to indulge your, your geeky pastimes, right? Yes. Yes. And I think it's been about a week and a half since, uh, we've, we've talked. So I've had a lot of time to, to get some stuff in. Um, I, I am now subscribed to, um, Marvel unlimited again. Yes. And so I've been picking apart little single issues here and there. Um, I, I realized that I, I very much struggle to go back and read old stuff because it's just not good. Um, oh, how old are we talking? <laughs> like, I, I should clarify that statement because there's some good old stuff. But I'm I'm going back <laughs> and finding like and like everybody likes Moon Knight. Let me go see the first appearance of Moon Knight. Ooh, this is bad. Everybody oh, likes yeah. everybody likes this character. Let me go see the first appearance of this character. Wow, this is a horrible comic book. <laughs> That's great. I, even the even the the good stuff or the stuff that holds up still requires that sort of like you've got to be willing to absorb this different era, this different voice, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I realized that recently I was looking for, or shopping for um, a gift for a friend, and I thought, you know what? This guy likes to read. He really loved the last Thor Ragnarok movie, uh, Thor Ragnarok, the last Thor movie. So I'm going to get him, you know, uh, uh, a Thor uh, trade. And I did my research and I thought, oh, I'll get him. Like they, they've collected the first, you know, two years of, of Thor stories ever. And then I, thank God, Joe. <laughs> I, I read through it and I was like, I'm not going to put this guy through this. You know, I mean, in a lot of ways, those stories hold up. But really, I mean, there's just so hokey. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, I ended up, that was when I started reading Thor because I ended up going with the, the more recent story. But anyway, so what, what, what have you been reading? Well, I read I read Moon Knight, like the first issue of Moon Knight, and I'm like, okay, so he's uh, got multiple personalities. I'm not quite sure where this is going. Um, I did I did go back and read the first appearance of uh, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, and I got to say that one's pretty good. And oh, cool. like it's it's not there's nothing cringy considering she's a, a woman, and and she's black. There is nothing in that comic book that is cringy or inappropriate at least not on my my glance nice is that, what a relief yeah i was kind of like i hope I, <laughs> I and i went in that going i hope this isn't i hope i'm not gonna be like oh marvel oh no yeah but no yeah. it was actually really good and then i'm still cool. trying to read the avengers series up to um leading up to secret wars and mm. i'm not loving them I'm oh really loving them they're this, these very cosmic there's the very cosmic storylines where nothing happens. And Interesting. I want, I, like, maybe this is the the fourteen year old in me that's like, mm. I want to see characters using their powers and blowing things oh. up, and it's just like, oh, we're uh, we're terraforming this place, and we've got to figure out how to fix this problem but nobody really fights everybody just kind of sits around and talks about like their feelings which is fine <laughs> in an in an issue or two but it's been like three trades worth of of like oh, wow. sciencey feely kind of stuff and huh. 
I kind of want things to blow up at some point. <laughs> so there's a reason for the characters to use their powers. I mean, there's some good, there's some good issues here and there, but for the most part, I'm just kind of like, okay, when does something happen? So when you said that nothing happens, I immediately went to like, oh, like in the plot, like there's all this action, but then they just end up in the same place that they started. But you're, you're saying it's not even that, like they're not even, there's not a strong action component to a lot of these stories. Well, it's like, the idea is, is that these alien beings launch these terraforming things on earth and land in different places on the planet and like one is the it's like it's basically trying to turn the world sentient which sounds like it'd be really cool if it was one single episode but it's literally been three trades of fighting nothing like trying to kind of mobilize an avengers force that can deal with this big planet changing event that is sort of happening but yeah. not actively happening, so it's just it's just tedious. And <laughs> sounds I like the plot. To to, sounds like the plot to Superman Returns. <laughs> 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 that's oh, that's a bummer because um, I listened to the last episode with um, uh, kind of prepping everyone for for Ant Man and the Wasp with Rob from the Comic Box. Um, that was a great episode. That was a lot of fun, oh, and I got. I got really excited. Yeah, it was so much cool information. Like, it got me so hyped for the movie. And um, I got really hyped when I saw, when I heard you talking about, like, taking this deep dive where you're not just going to read, you know, the event story. You're going to read all the the stories kind of leading up to that and setting the Mm -hmm. stage. Um, I was hoping for for a, a stronger review so that I could then have an excuse to dive in myself. Yeah, I would. I will let you know where to start because <laughs> I would not start with volumes one, two, or three. <laughs> You're like the canary. <laughs> You're like the canary in the cave. Like, thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> well, that's um, cool. I've start, yeah, I, we we've also started Jessica Jones, and I on my own have started Cloak and Dagger. I like Cloak and Dagger, but I don't know that it's moving forward at a pace that I'm loving. Mm. And Jessica Jones is just sad like it's just like i i have to be in an up mood because if i'm if i'm down it doesn't uplift me (laughs) it's just a very like like it's an emotional slog like it's not Mm. bad it's just you have to really be in the mood to not be happy for a while and i'm we're only two or three episodes (laughs) in so maybe it gets better but it's it's not a, I feel like the first one was a little bit more snarky and this one's just bitter and angry which is is yeah. how the character is but it's it just permeates everything in the story right yeah i've i've heard similar kind of uh, re- responses to that um where where is Je- just uh, do you are you watching the marvel netflix stuff in order i'm trying i skipped um punisher because I don't feel like that's terribly integrated into everything else. Okay. And, and, uh, it's not something that I will watch with Matt because it's too violent. Um, so we're watching Jessica Jones. I, I want to get to Luke Cage, you know, part two of Luke Cage, but uh, so maybe I just skip her and come back. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm kind of struggling with the same thing because um, I need to get through Iron Fist. I'm, I'm that far back. I know, Joe. I know. I, I just bogged down. And so I'm hearing – I'm so excited for Luke Cage Season 2 because I've heard such good things. And I just – all I can see is the mountain ahead of me that I have to climb. Because <laughs> you, like, you don't have, because you haven't gotten through Defenders either. Either, yeah. And so I, I, I want to watch it this way. You know, I don't want to just skip ahead to, uh, to, to season two of Luke Cage. So uh, this uh, is what you need to do. You need to, you need to find a <laughs> painting that you want to do that you're very excited about. That's not going to get you down, and then just have have Iron Fist on in the background and just kind of tangentially listen to it. That's and, so true. And just burn through that one. Because you're 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 gonna pick up enough of who the characters are, what the the setting is, and everything to to understand defenders. And then defender, I liked defenders. I thought it was fun. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, you're right. That's that's how I started watching a lot of shows. Was just, uh, you know, I I wasn't big on on television or or can you even call it television if it's on Netflix and Hulu? I guess so. Um, but I, I was only, you know, a fan of really watching films. And then it wasn't until I was painting a lot and just kind of wanted something in the background that was longer than two hours, you know, something that I could watch multiple seasons or whatever. And that's why I started right. watching a lot of the shows that I'm into. So, yeah, I think you're right. I need, I need to dip, uh, dive back into that approach. Yeah. And then the last thing I've, I've done is um, I'm back in WoW. <laughs> you always boomerang back to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's weird because I my my main has been this this is gonna be wow gobbledygook to you, but I know some of our listeners do play. Um, I I've played a, a hunter, I've mained a hunter for most of my um, time in the game, and I kind of lost interest in my hunter during this latest expansion, and uh, the new expansion is coming out in about a month. So I'm trying to get other characters up and, and, and I decided, well, I need a character on the Alliance side. So every, every, every class has, has three different ways you can play and they really updated one of the Hunter ways to play. And so I tried to do that instead of a classic Hunter and mm. I'm loving it. Like just changing a couple of key elements the way the character plays it is completely different experience and it's so much fun nice you you you, you seem to get so much like you kind of say like oh, I'm, I'm back at wow like kind of like you're admitting like <laughs> you're you're like confessing something um but okay. it seems it's like it seems to be like every time you go back you get something new out of it which is so fucking cool it, it, it really is like, I mean, when people talk to me about what, you know, I, I love Marvel and I love Star Wars, but WoW is and probably always will be my fandom, you know, yeah. and I, I, I leave it and I come back and uh, it, it changes and, um, but it, it's like, I was thinking about that today. I was playing through um, a, 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 like a section that I hadn't played before. Um, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm good at this. This is something that I have been playing for so long that even when I'm sucking, I'm still <laughs> pulling my weight, not embarrassing myself. <laughs> like I, I know that I'm not playing as well as somebody else, but you know, I, I don't think it's coming off as, as that to the other person. 
and I'm going through these old zones, leveling up, the, leveling up this new character, and and it's kind of like I'm still finding little things in there that are new or that I've missed before, or wow. it's such a big experience that yeah. you're always finding new stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's credit credit to the the creators of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, lots of lots of fun, lots of fun geeking out this week. All right. Well, we have some Ant-Man and Wasp to talk about, so we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be back. I'm Void and I'm Beach, and together we're the Geek to Geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. And we are back. And a couple of notes. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. So um, the both the geek to geek cast and um, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea have had actually two episodes. Um, geek to Geek cast had uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom review, which they talked about, which I think is it will be interesting. I've not listened to it yet, but. <laughs> It's one of those things where I had I had strong opinions, and um, <laughs> be interested to see what they thought. Yeah, I'm uh, interested to hear that one too. Actually, <laughs> and then the other one is they're doing the first part. They always split their best of 2018, 2019, whatever. Um, they split it in two so that they don't bog down their end of the year episode with an entire year. So the first half of their 2018 favorites is their latest episode, which I, I said to Biche today, I'm very excited about it, but I'm also very concerned because usually those episodes cost me money. Oh. <laughs> that means they're doing their job. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And then Tea Time, uh, Katie and Chelsea uh, did an episode on um, sci-fi shows, sci-fi and fantasy TV shows that are written by men versus those written by women. So hmm. that's kind of right up our alley. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, and then um, they also did a, a book review episode on 13 Minutes by Sarah Pinborough. So if you have read that, um, go listen to it. If you haven't, you still can listen to it, but there will be spoilers. So just a warning on that. Speaking of spoilers... Yes, we are doing a spoiler cast for Ant-Man and Wasp. So same thing with us. If you have not seen it and you are worried about spoilers, um, go ahead and pause us. Go watch it in your local theater and then come back to us. But we are spoiling everything. Cool. So, Ray, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. I, I feel like we're evolving with Marvel at this point where... Um, 
there's almost like a baseline level of enjoyment, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, in a good way, it's making me feel like I can be a a little bit more critical um, of the little things that that I feel they could do better, Um, Mm -hmm. but still keeping, like, maintaining that, like, overall level of, like, enjoyment. You know, at this point, going to see a Marvel movie is just kind of like, I just, I already know I'm going to have fun. Yes. And Ant-Man is probably the most fun property in a way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I had fun. Um I don't know that it was my favorite movie of the uh of the franchise. Okay, good. I'm feeling the same way. And I I've, I've actually talked to a few people who said that they liked this one better than the first one and I disagreed with that. I, I did too. I, I loved the first one. I know a lot of people don't like the first one. I know a lot of people think the first one is um, kind of on the, the very low end of the Marvel spectrum. Mm. Um, but I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was new. I thought it was refreshing. I thought it was fun. I thought this one had moments of fun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the success of the first one gave them license to push further in that direction. And I think where something like guardians of the galaxy, they kind of do the same thing. And I think the second one was better for it. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like this one kind of suffered for pushing harder in that direction. Yeah. I feel like it tried to, I I don't know. I almost want to say it tried to do too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, overall, I feel like it's so wholesome and, I started to wonder, like, maybe even though I am a, a Marvel fan and obviously I'm, you know, a fan of the MCU and I'm going to see all these films, I wonder if, if I was maybe not the target audience for this film. And that's kind of me giving Marvel the benefit of the doubt in that, you know, once you know that you've got a brand that people are going to tune in for, um, it kind of gives you an opportunity to say, okay, well, we're really going to pull in this segment of our audience with this property. And I feel like, I don't know if, if I'm if I'm being super critical. I'm gonna say you know what it's just hokey and and oversimplified and not well done. But if I'm giving them benefit of the doubt, I'm saying oh this is like kid. This is like Marvel YA. This is like MCU young adult version. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, here's what I think the problem with it is. I think that we had so much momentum coming out of infinity war that this did not keep that up yeah it's a huge tone shift yeah it's a huge tone shift and it forced the brakes on me i think a little bit i mean i was looking for fun romp but i was looking for fun romp with serious implications (laughs) and i don't feel like there were i feel like the most serious implications happened in the first stinger and that was the most vital part of the entire like i feel like everything else was kind of fluff yeah yeah and i mean to the first stinger does come at the end of the film so you know that's you kind of i I was hoping that that was going to be incorporated into the story as opposed to being a stinger I kind of knew that was going to be a stinger. I, 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 I mean, I knew, I knew somebody was going to not feel so good, um, 
in the stinger. Like I didn't know who, <laughs> but I knew somebody was buffing the field open during the right. Like, <laughs> I love that meme, by the way. That's one of my favorite memes. I don't feel so good. That was all over social media the, in the weeks after Infinity War, and oh god, I just it got so many laughs out of me. Um, what what would you say? What did you like about this film? What, what were some of the things that you thought they did well? Um, I still love Paul Rudd and and Scott Lang. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like it's a fun character. He makes he makes me happy. Like I I I could have just sat and watched him do Ant Man stuff, and I think that's kind of what I didn't get enough of was Ant Man stuff. I got a lot of silliness. Like I like his I like Lewis. I like the the security people, mm-hmm. but. There were there were points when they were on and like this is fun and I'm I'm really enjoying the silliness of this and then there were times where like okay guys move on you're you're slowing down the film <laughs> yeah yeah um I I liked the the interplay between um between the Ant Man or Ant Man and the Wasp like I liked seeing them team up and it, it's weird because I remember consciously thinking uh, th- there's a point where um. Hope says, "If you would like, they're talking about how she didn't. He didn't tell them that he was going to go off and fight the Avengers with Captain America. Right? Civil and, War, basically. Yeah, basically was you know complaining about civil war, and she's basically like, if I was there, you wouldn't have gotten caught. And at that point, like, I felt a tension release because I up until then they were mad at each other and didn't like each other, and so it was." Like this tension of, oh, is it going to be an entire movie where these two characters are, they, they dislike each other? Like, you they're know, he's odd. trying to make everything up. Yeah, like I didn't, it didn't need to be. And there was like, I felt a weight lift when it was like, okay, they're fine. Yeah. Because I didn't want to watch them fight. I wanted to watch them like team up. Yeah, yeah. And up until then, it was like, I wasn't enjoying it because I'm like, I don't want to see this tent. This is not the movie I want to see. I want to see the playful banter and I want to see them use their cool powers with each other. And I want to see them solve some big problem. But what they're doing right now is not enjoyable. Yeah. I thought that was the best. That scene that you're talking about was they like they, that was the best version of, that sort of interplay between them. And I think they, they have good chemistry in the first film and moments in the second film show that these two characters and these two actors have good chemistry together. Um, and I was hoping after that scene, like I hope that's the thing that they keep going back to that kind of that dynamic right there, but they just never quite got it right to that, to that degree again. Right. right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was hoping that they would, I would actually I like a rewriting the film, like on the way home, I was like, why didn't they have them Ant-Man and Wasp, like get separated from the rest of the whole team for a good chunk of the film. And then we can see, really see their dynamic at work, really see them work together and team up, actually team. Up. I mean, if you're going to call the movie Ant-Man and the Wasp, <laughs> it's like, I want to yeah. see them team up and to solve this problem and really see them become a duo. Right. That like, right. you know, her strengths complement his weaknesses and vice versa. Um, but we just, we didn't hardly get any of that. 
And and I think when um, there were too many bad guys, and they've been doing this, like like the the ghost character could have been interesting, but was too. I don't know, just like just too angry without any good reason to be angry. Like it's that whole thing that drives Matt nuts when we're watching TV and it kind of started to get on my nerves too. It's like when you're watching something, uh, the the arrow is a, a great example of this where, you know, half the problems wouldn't be caused if the characters would just talk to each other. Like, you know, somebody's got a secret and that secret is causing all the drama. And without that secret, there is no drama. So like they have to have the secret. And I felt like this is what it was. It was like, nobody's saying, Hey, let's sit down with this amazing scientist and see if we can figure out the problem. No, we've got to be all like evil and bad guy hey. to have a plot. Counterpoint. <laughs> it's not anger. It's angst. And, yes. and, and this goes back to my thing. I really feel like this is, geared towards a subset of the marvel audience um that ghost first of all um i really really loved the design of ghost i think that character looks mm -hmm. so cool the fact that it, like the costume was all white but it had the texture and it kind of looked like the wasp and and uh ant-man costumes um i love the the look of like the way they kind of you know ghost i mean there's really no connection to a bug or to keep the bug thing going but the way it right. designed the facial the, the mask makes it look like it's got a bunch of eyes like a spider um that was so cool i thought that was such a great inventive uh uh solution to to that you know to, to that problem or, or whatever how do we keep this thing going with the bug thing visually um i just love the way that character looked um yeah absolutely now in terms of of the way um, she carried herself. I, I totally get what you're saying. I thought like, Oh, like this character is upset, <laughs> and, <laughs> but that's what, that's what the main conflict was, was that this character that has these dangerous powers is upset is that, 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 and this, this person is, is angst driven, angst ridden, driven by their angst. And I mean, you know, she's got, a few weeks to live like i would be upset as well um so but but it's the kind of thing to me like when, when they first showed her and, and like she had like the like lots of like you know dark makeup around her eyes to give her like circles and they, they were trying to i didn't realize until this uh, i didn't realize this until later but they were trying to give the character the look of deterioration deterioration right yeah. like she was deteriorating before our eyes and, and she only had you know a certain amount of time to figure this out um, and once she got, I think it was a brief moment where she kind of got replenished or something. Uh, she looked, you know, she didn't have all that dark makeup on her face. Um, but when she first takes off her mask and you see that dark makeup, I, I'm like, Oh, like hot topic. Like, this is like, a <laughs> this is like a teenager that is just angry. You know, that is just angry at her existence, angry at the cards that she's been dealt. And she's just going to be difficult. Even when they try to reach out to her. And they try to appeal to reason and say, look, we're going to take care of, we're going to help you. She just doesn't trust that because of how she's been treated and her experience up to that point. So I kind of got the, now something that I feel like the older crowd would have a harder time to connect, connecting with, you know what I mean? Just right, right. get over it. Just stop, just stop having a shitty attitude. Just 
get over yourself and sit down and let's figure this out like logically. I feel like a younger crowd that would be more um, aching to kind of be in their feelings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're the ones that are going to go, yeah, you know, like I identify with this character. So I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of things, not the way that I would have chosen to tell the story, but I think there were a lot of things that, that to me felt like were clues of, of like Marvel kind of aiming this towards a certain segment of their, of their overall audience, you know, especially after infinity war, the gut punch of that, I think maybe it was a conscious effort on their part to switch gears. And, you know, after the the brutality of that storyline to kind of give audiences, uh, uh, let them exhale a bit, but you know, for, for people like you and me that just want, want to see that story progress, it probably didn't do them any favors or, or, you know, didn't capture us in the way they they hoped um yeah um did you were there were there any other big things that you really enjoyed um i i you you had (laughs) said that that um you know ghost didn't have anything to do with the bug and i was like maybe i i agree with you (laughs) i'm like maybe this means we don't have to have samey samey powers in our shows moving forward Yeah, 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 that's true. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like people, audiences seem to contradict themselves because it's like, you know, when Superman is matching wits with Lex Luthor, it's like, oh, come on, give him something to punch. Like, he, we're not seeing his powers. But then when, you know, you throw someone like Zod at him, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, boring destruction. It's just two guys punching each other. So it's like, I think the, the, it's not either or. I think there has to be some kind of balance. As long as the story is good and the, the justification is there in the plot and the stakes are there, emotional stakes, then, you know, you're going to buy into whatever the, the conflict is, right? Right. Um, I felt that, I mean, beyond this feeling, it just feels like the most wholesome Marvel property. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just does. It feels really wholesome to me. But Maybe it's Paul Rudd. He's just so damn agreeable. I don't know. Like, like you, like I could just watch him, like just be a goof, you know, like be a dad, basically. He's just like being dorky, like, you know, to, to make his kid laugh or whatever. Um, Honestly, some of my favorite stuff was the, the Randall Park. Like, Oh yeah. The, the agent Wu stuff. Like that was, that was just, it, it didn't, that stuff didn't seem to go too far. Like it, it was a little bit of a farce and you knew every time he went back to the house, like Scott Lang was going to be there perfectly fine. Like yeah. it, you knew that that was, but it was funny to watch the reaction and play it through. And yeah, I, I, I so that was, that was kind of something that was really enjoyable. Yeah. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel tacked on. It worked within the framework of the, of each scene that that was included in. Um, I, uh, speaking of, I really, really, really enjoyed and appreciated the diversity of the cast. Yes. That stood out to me that I was like, wow, like they're not, you know, they don't, there's no reason for this agent to be Asian, but he is. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? It's just part of the world. It felt like a fully fleshed out world. Like it, it felt like what our world looks like when you're walking around, like, you know, you see people, you know, from all walks of life, you know what I mean? Um, so I really appreciated that about this movie. It, it, it felt great to just see that. And honestly, it was something that didn't even, I didn't even like consciously like absorb that until halfway mm-hmm. through the film. I was like, holy shit, this is a really diverse cast. Yeah, um, absolutely. and I thought, I, I did think it was fun when it, when it, the, I appreciated the jokes. They didn't all work, 
But when they did work, I, I laughed my ass off. And yeah. probably 90% of that was due to Michael Pena. Okay. He's fucking gold. Like <laughs> any any stuff with Michael Pena, I loved. Was there anything, any any of his lines or any of his scenes that you thought were gratuitous? Because I was like all in. Like I want a Michael Pena like spinoff movie at this point. <laughs> I loved I loved when he was going through like he was in the like he was under the the truth serums uh spell and was just like t- like oversharing. Um I thought that was handled so well and so fun. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, no, he was he was a great character. Like I said, I enjoyed that stuff. I did think that there were some times where like the the angst of the business going under seemed superfluous. It didn't add anything, and so the more time they would they'd spend on that, it felt, um, I don't know, just not fun. Yeah, drama. I felt like that. That's kind of the stuff that was felt tacked on, and, and just, let's get through this. This isn't interesting. Yes, yes, it did. So. Um, I want to make sure that I'm going over all the stuff that I liked before I, I dip back into the criticisms. Um, but yeah, the the uh, a few of the story points felt very like uh, they just like tacked on in a way where they were editing or something. Or maybe I mean, obviously that's not the case because they had already filmed it. But like in the script, you know, they thought, mm-hmm. oh, this needs another layer, or this needs like one more level of of conflict and it's like no you don't you don't need that at all (laughs) it's fine just the way it is and you could see where they were trying to plant those seeds and then later on you know to give a character a motivation for being at a certain place or for you know delivering a certain line it just it felt the bones of this thing were very very apparent yeah well it was it i i do think that they were trying to go farcical like they were trying very hard to make sure that you know, in order to have all the doors closing and opening and and people running around like crazy, you have to have a lot of those characters. Yeah. And so the ending doesn't work if you don't have all these characters kind of running around with their he- like chickens with their heads cut off. Um, so I see what they were trying to do. Right. Right. That's true. That's a good point. Um, I did really appreciate um, how they expanded the the like use of Ant Man and Wasp's powers from the first film. Yeah. You know, I feel like they, they, there was a little bit more inventiveness there. We didn't just see the same things over and over again, um, mm-hmm. especially in the fight scenes and like in the car chase and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Like they just found interesting ways to use the shrinking down and, and getting huge, you know, po- aspects of their powers. Yeah. Yeah. So Those I really cars were awesome. And the yeah. Fact that they were in a Hot Wheels thing was yeah. amazing. At first I thought, is that a Hot Wheel? And then he's going to blow it up to regular car size and realize that there's no engine in it or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking at first. And then once he was driving it, I'm like, oh no, that's not the case. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I really, I really like that. Any any other other um, loves that you need to to make sure we get before we we uh, nah, man. dive into the not so muchs? Nah, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna see this again at some point. I know I am, and uh-huh. I'm sure there's gonna be things that I'm forgetting that I'm like, oh yeah, I really like that that flourish or this. Um, but honestly, the thing that jumped out for me was Michael Pena. Like he and and they did the same thing in the first film too, where he does like this reenactment and mm-hmm. like 
you know, it's the quick cuts. It's almost like a, I wonder if that's the, the thing that one of the main components that is left over from Edgar Wright's time on the film, because it feels like a very Edgar Wright thing to do. Yeah. You know, I hope I'm not taking away from Peyton Reed. I think that's the name of the director, but that, it just feels like an Edgar Wright kind of, a, a, you know, um, flourish. Um, yeah. So I was really glad that they brought that back. I, I, that was not a, a thing where I just kind of groaned and said, oh, they're just replaying beats from the first film. Like I would I would watch a whole movie of Michael Pena, like retelling the crazy story of what happened. As a matter of fact, I read online somewhere that um, during some event, I don't know if it was Comic-Con or what, but during some event um, they had, they filmed the, the, these short clips of Michael Pena, like catching people up on all of the Marvel movies and what has happened up to a certain point. Oh, that's so like, awesome. Yeah. So like was, basically what he did with the Marvel <laughs> Universe, that's awesome. Isn't that great? Like catching people up on like all these different characters and stories. Um, and the, I, what I what I read online, because of course, as soon as I read that, I went crazy looking for them. Um, they haven't been released officially other than some really crappy video that someone took on a cell phone. But uh, we're hoping that they're going to be like on a DVD, like a special feature or something in the future. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very yeah. cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, beyond that, the rest of it was just stuff like um, I did make a note that there was way too much obvious exposition at the beginning of the film. You know, it, it, what really made me cringe was that first scene with um, with Agent Wu, I think you said his name was, um, mm-hmm. walking through the house with, you know, with, with Scott Lang saying, now I don't need to remind you that if you get busted oh, God, again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's clearly like obviously for our, you know, for the benefit of the audience. I'm just like, oh, find find another way to work that into to the dialogue somehow. Like that was just too obvious. Um, and also just the over explanation of plot points, you know, like, yeah. OK, let's go over this again, team. So we have to get to point A by two minutes. And if we don't, this is going to happen. And then someone else chimes in and then the whole universe is going to it's just like, yeah, we get it. Like. And again, that was another thing that actually made me think. This is clearly for a younger audience. I hope. <laughs> I hope that <laughs> I hope that's what all this is in, implying. Um, just that you you've heard of punch up, right? You you know what punch ups are? Uh, no. It's something that I first heard um, Patton Oswalt talk about on on a comedy special of his, uh, where basically you know a studio is developing a script, and they're they're sometimes they're in the process of filming already. And what they'll do is they'll realize, okay, we want to make we want to make this script funnier, and we want to add a bunch more jokes. So they'll call in a, a, a bunch of comics for the day and oh, writers, yes. mm-hmm. and they'll just sit around a table and every and they'll just read the the script out loud to each other, and then they'll just riff and like throw in jokes here and there, and then they take the best ones and they actually incorporate it into the final draft of the script. Um, that's what I, I made a note about like why does this feel like I'm watching like the literal punch ups like happen before me? And I think it's it goes back to your comment about like, you know, some of these like kind of jokey, like humorous elements just they were non sequiturs or they went on too long. It just felt really fragmented. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. I would have and, and one of my biggest complaints was it if you're gonna do pseudo comic book science just admit that it's comic book science and move on. <laughs> oh my god, that is so true. <laughs> I mean, they even kind of they even kind of made fun of it by having you know Paul Rudd go. Like, Do you guys just add quantum before everything? Like, 
like just do a little bit of science, like t- the the science equivalent of timey wimey stuff, and move on. <laughs> like yeah. we don't yeah. just go, just go do cool things. Like we don't care how they happen. Just do cool things. Yeah, we came to a movie called Ant Man and the Wasp. Like <laughs> the harder you try to justify the science stuff, the more ridiculous it sounds, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm somebody who whose like Marvel career started watching reading the Marvel Universe handbook where they try and scientifically explain everybody's superpowers. Like <laughs> I, I get it, but in a two hour movie, we don't need scientific experiment. Like she's stuck in the quantum zone. We think we've got a way to get her out. Yeah. That's all we need to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Uh I did like the bit with um with Paul Rudd uh, channeling his character, channeling um, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Yes, uh, absolutely. Where she kind of like occupies his body. That was hilarious. That was really well done. <laughs> That's a thing yeah, that could be very... so cheesy. <laughs> and and they didn't they didn't they didn't make it cheesy. Like it was fun and it was silly and it was a little endearing and heartwarming. Like I, yeah, I, I, I agreed with that. That was a good, that was a good moment. Yeah, that was good. Um, why is it that whenever a character is lost in some sort of hellscape for a given amount of time, they manage to get a hold of some tattered piece of cloth to wrap around them? They <laughs> <laughs> stagger out wearing some like tattered hood. <laughs> it's 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 quantum cloth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, she's in the quantum zone. What was someone doing laundry? Like, where did she get that from? I, I saw it with Matt and our nephew, and um, and Matt did not enjoy this as much as some of the other movies that we've seen lately. And he's like, oh, you know, our our nephew Liam goes, well, what did she eat for all this time? Like, what was oh, she eating? And then he goes, I don't know, but she managed to find lip gloss. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that too. She came out of there with perfect makeup. I'm like, wow, her eyeliner is on fleek. How the hell did she pull that off? <laughs> um, what was another thing? Too? Well, they did mention they said that something about the quantum zone not adhering to the rules of like time and space and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then she comes out and she's aged, so it's like, okay, so some things. But that that was probably their way to get around, you know, like these like food and other kinds of forms of sustenance or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. um i did like uh, because i know when we had the episode with uh rob he was concerned about me and my disappointment with he's like there there is no way janet van dyne is going to live up to your expectations (laughs) and i was i was okay with what they did with her because i I don't expect her to be the wasp she's not going to be the wasp um you know evangeline Lilly is going to be the wasp and 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 i'm okay with that yeah um i just didn't want her to be just uh I, I didn't want her to be a MacGuffin. Like I didn't want her to just be the purpose for this movie and then once they've rescued her, it's done. Like I liked the fact that she she's gonna have something to do moving forward. Yeah, yeah. How did you were you satisfied with the portrayal of uh, Bill Foster, aka Goliath? Everything except when he first comes in when they're tied to the chairs i felt that that was very out of character okay he he was concerned with everybody for the entire time 
except for that moment where he's like, I'm going to be the evil bi- villain. No, just kidding. I can't be the evil villain. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you, but part of me also just appreciated the, the balls to just do that with that character. Just like just a hard turn right there where you're like, whoa, like I didn't see it coming. And so I, yeah. maybe that's why I appreciated it. I, I think that because if we've talked about how pretty much every franchise has left one character in the world to interact with the Avengers in Avengers four. And I think that there's going to be some Bill Foster ghost stuff. Oh, Avengers four. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think you're going to see an Ant-Man stinger for Ms. Marvel. Hmm. And I think you were going to see, um, Bill Foster, doing like i think he's gonna be one of the ones that didn't get snapped away yeah good because otherwise it would be a waste of Lawrence fishburne who's awesome yeah (laughs) um yeah speaking of those stingers uh i that i I knew it was coming and it still made me so happy Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. just made me so happy that was like that's what i wanted you know like i basically sat through this whole movie (laughs) <laughs> so that I could see that stinger. And I'm so glad that they just went with all three of them just gone. Like, that was awesome. You know what I didn't sit through an entire movie for? The stupid ant at the end of the credits. <laughs> that I did not sit through the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, okay, I'm sorry, but at this, if you haven't, if you haven't figured out their, their, uh, with their formula by this point, uh, uh, you can't be mad because that's that's what all these stingers. The middle credit stinger is the one that is like has more repercussions for the story. It's more dramatic, and the final final one at the end after the credits is always some dumb little thing. Yeah, but that was a really dumb little thing. <laughs> Like, I mean, like that was not on the level of shawarma. I'm sorry. Well, nothing's gonna be on the level of shawarma, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Just your your reaction to that dumb stinger was worth the dumb stinger. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, at one point, and this might just be me, like overthinking this or overanalyzing it, but I feel like, you know, at this point, that's I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel justified and it's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'd rather take my, you know, dissecting of, of these kinds of stories too far than not far enough. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, one point I wondered like, how comfortable am I with all of the comic relief characters being like minority characters in some way? Like, is that cool? Because I was mostly thinking of the like uh, the security team, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's there's a Latino guy, there's a black guy, and I'm like, yeah, there's a white guy, but he's like very obviously still like othered, you know what I mean? He's he's not just he's not American, you know? Right, right. And, and they're just kind of like the bumbling. Yeah, they they save the day in a couple of instances, but at, for a split second, I was like, uh, like. How, you know, that's that's a fine line, I feel like, when you're making the, the supporting characters, you know, uh, non-white and also, like, the comic relief. It's, it's I feel like these days, that's a fine line you're walking there. You know what I mean? But were they the, were they the only ones? Because when you think about the, the his, his ex-wife and her husband 
And I mean, just Paul Rudd in general is, you know, I mean, he almost yeah. became the comic relief to to the Wasp and, and Pym. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess it was it was somewhere in the middle of that huge wacky chase scene at the towards the end, where it was mm. like I think it was just too many scenes in a row of like those three guys and then like Agent Wu doing something like you know kind of wacky and like why would he do that? And I just was like okay, let's go back to. Uh, like, like that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Let's <laughs> maybe, a little uncomfortable, a little, little bit, just a little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, but you know, again, it's I. Then I just kind of went back to like, God, like I, I just love seeing like a cast this diverse. You know. Right. Um, and yeah, the 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 security team. I I don't know, man. Just Michael Pena just makes that whole thing. Just it, especially when he's paired with like Michael Douglas, and you just Michael Douglas doesn't even have to say anything. He just gets that face of like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to deal with you, and it just it just makes you crack up so much. Oh, the the pairing of um, Wasp with Michael Pena's character that was great. In the oh man, I just want to see him paired with all the different characters and watch them all bounce off of him. Where he's like, I want to I want a costume that does things. It doesn't even have to have all the power. This has to run down. And he just kind of reduces it down to because she's not saying anything. This is down to I want a costume. Yeah, I just want to wear a costume. Yeah, I was hoping by the end that they would give him a costume or something, but maybe in the future. Yeah, that was too good. Too good. I I also like the the fact that they they don't retro fit Pim Doctor Pim to be a nice person. <laughs> like like yes. he's he's not he's not the full wife beating version that we get in the comic books, but he's also not. You know, he's not yes. completely clean up. He's he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that. That kind of stuff, I'm glad that they're willing to include that because it adds so much. You know, they don't have to, like, focus on it too much. Just another little dimension like that. And it, it'll, um, it'll excuse so much of, like, the wacky stuff that happens on the other end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, we're – I feel like – we're pretty spoiled if like this is you know our least favorite marvel movie you know what i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely and that's the thing i mean like i still had a good time like i still yeah. enjoyed it i think there was moments where i got pulled out of it like the the sciencey stuff i was just like all right i'm done move on um <laughs> the, uh like i could have i understood why they needed the um the black uh, market dealer guy oh but... yeah like he he didn't add, he wasn't a strong enough character to to hold his end of the part like the character just wasn't exciting when he came in at the end i was like oh that's what they've been do, doing yeah, with this like, character oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> oh now this is the point of that character this whole scene they wrote him into the whole damn thing because of this scene okay got it yeah. So I mean, I could have done like, or get, or give us, give us a bigger, give us a bigger character. Like, I, I don't know who this Sunny Birch guy is. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> like he doesn't, he doesn't set off my fan geekiness. Yeah. So give us somebody who does that actually, like, can at least play on that level. I was really hoping that, um, that, uh, that arms dealer guy was working for like a big bad behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of hoping that. And then I mean halfway through the film I was like, "Oh no, that's not what they're doing." But you know, I was when they, <laughs> that whole first scene with him, I was like, "Oh man, what if what if they're going to introduce like, you know, another another big bad that would be so cool." Have we seen the Taskmaster Master yet? Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think if we saw him in Daredevil, but no, I don't think we did. 
because that's a great character. Yeah, that is like, a great he's character. He's basically the one who car- he trains all the minions. Like he doesn't do his job very well because all everybody's minions usually suck. Right. But that's 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 his thing. He's the one who trains everybody's bad bad guy brigade. Doesn't he have like photographic memory when it comes to like like combat, like hand to hand combat or something? Like he can see someone fight once and then he can like replicate their moves. Yeah, and by replicating them, he can kind of counter them pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was thinking like. Marvel has this like whole cast of like you know, uh, characters like they a movie like this like they could fill out some of those like C and D list characters with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. that's why that's why like I mean maybe like I'm not a huge Ant Man fan so I don't know if Sonny Birch is is a big character and right. I don't think it was the character that um, Rob had mentioned that he was hoping was going to show up. Oh right. I don't think right. that's the same character. No. Um, but yeah, give us somebody who like is gonna again ping my my um my geek yeah radar and go oh my god that's that character yeah yeah totally they could totally do that I wonder if you know they don't want to like waste a character like I know uh Crossbones came and went right in Captain America right as right, right. did uh Batroc Batroc the the Leaper I think the Leaper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was I geeked out, man. I geeked out so hard in the Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean it's like if they can if they can wipe out half the characters like again um Deadpool spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. But if they can kill off all of X Force oh, yeah. yeah. in one scene, then they can they can risk getting rid of like a third tier villain. Yeah, they need to they need to flesh out they need to cast and like include all of those third tier villains and then set up like a Thunderbolts TV show or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> The Thunderbolts would be like I, I wonder if we're ever gonna get to that level where we're we're actually like okay we've got I I don't know one of my biggest concerns is I mean these all kind of rotate around the Avengers right yeah. this is the the Avengers is is basically what these all kind of interplay into yeah one of the things that I have yet to see. And I wouldn't be surprised if DC gets to it before Marvel does. I don't think they'll do it well, but we haven't seen, and there doesn't seem to be any plan of Avengers versus the Masters of Evil. Right. And I feel like we are more likely to get a Justice League versus the Legion of Doom. Right. Are, but I mean, like, how amazing! Like, that's that's the stuff we grew up loving. Yeah, is yeah. There's always a bad guy that everybody has to fight to defeat. You know, the 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 big bad. Yeah. But we haven't seen anybody do a build of here's a bad guy that goes with this good guy. Here's a bad guy that goes with this good guy, and then at the end they all come back together. Don't you feel like that's because I originally thought that was going to happen in Infinity War. Um, oh really? Yeah, that. Remember, I, I thought that he was going to teleport them to you know another planet, and that they were gonna fight. Like all the all the bad guys from all the individual films were gonna come back. That's what. That's oh. That, that would have been so cool. That's what I thought was gonna happen with with Red Skull because I remembered in the first film where Red Skull holds the cosmic cube and disappears. 
And I was and I knew when I watched that film, like he didn't die. He's he's gone somewhere. And then Thanos is gonna bring back everyone's arch nemesis and they're gonna have to like fight again. That's what I thought that's what was gonna what Infinity War was gonna be. Um kind of like they were gonna like emulate Secret War kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might still do it with Secret War because what you're talking about feels like a phase-worthy culmination. Yeah, but so that means that they have to actually like what what bad guys are we going to go back to? Like Oh, right. That's what all all of the bad guys that we have up till now are the big bads that it takes the entire group to figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got to so, do Secret War at some point. They have to. Maybe. I mean, we're, we're, you know, it might even be, you, you realize, this might be blasphemy at this point, but you realize that someday, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor will be recast. Yes. Like, that's going to happen someday. So now, do you think, do you think they will be bold enough to, to evolve them like they tried to do in the comic books? That is my, them yeah, I get what you're saying. That's my fantasy, but. I don't think that's there's a reason it's my fantasy. <laughs> I don't think I, you know, I would lose my shit if they did that. Just just for just like, you know, say just for the statement alone. But um but yeah, no, I, I don't think that they would there's too much at stake money-wise for them. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It would be But I mean, but again, if we're talking about like they're not going to recast them soon. Right. So you know, maybe we'll be at a different place in the world when, um, when that gets it gets to that point. Yeah, and they don't have to recast them soon because think about it. You know, they're gonna phase them out with Infinity War, two or or Avengers four, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're already focusing on like the cosmic stories and aspects of that. Okay, they they're at some point we're gonna get Nova. Um, they they've still got Spider Man going. They've still got Black Panther going. Um, I do then, think we're gonna get a Ms. Marvel at some point. A what? A Ms. Marvel, Kamal Khan. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously Captain America's. I mean, Captain Marvel's the next one coming out. Um, and then, you know, they they finalized that deal with with Fox. Can Can I tell you how how awesome that? Like, again, I'm not a big. Like I'm, I don't usually cheer on capitalism the way it was <laughs> right, grossly displayed this displayed in this. But when was it? Was it um, what? Who who was trying to counter their offer? Oh, uh, Comcast. Comcast. And so Comcast is like, no, no, we want Fox. Yeah. <laughs> and Disney's like, yeah, yeah, get, get away from. Me. Yeah, whatever, Stop. bitches. Here, one million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's gonna happen like fantastic four is gonna happen x-men's gonna happen so think about it when it's gonna be a long time before they even have to come back to to these characters yeah that's now, do you think we're gonna time. are we gonna get are we gonna get new x-men or are we gonna get um are we gonna get a continuation of existing x-men uh definitely a hundred percent new x-men Okay, is that is that is that the the Ray dream or is that the, the realistic dream? Both, both. <laughs> There's no. It's it's like when people thought that uh, 
fucking Smallville dude was going to get cast in Brian Singer's Superman movie. It's like when, you know, people thought that the Netflix heroes were going to be included in Infinity War. No, they don't, they don't do that. Like why, what incentive do they have? You know, why would they have Andrew Garfield pop up as Spider-Man in, you know, Captain America Civil War? No, no, Marvel's not going to fuck with any of that. Marvel's going to try to put that to rest as soon as possible. And so, so, so we could just like, like the Phoenix could be the last one we see, and then we can just get good X-Men stories. Is that what you're promising me, Ray? Cause maybe so I won't be disappointed. Maybe new mutants will be, oh, uh, <laughs> cause it got pushed back. So that's going to be coming after Phoenix now. Right. Uh, yeah. So maybe yeah. that'll be the, so, we'll go out with a bang. Um, I think it was our friend Matt who who told us that on uh, um, on Slack that uh, that we're going to be getting a very late um, yes it was Matt hi Matt <laughs> who let us know that New Mutants isn't happening until 2019 oh, and that's yeah. just and then I I, I looked it up. And I, I, I went to Wikipedia first and I'm like, let's let's just do this gently. <laughs> and I, I followed the link that was being um, footnoted mm. to an article where they're just like, it's been pushed off. And the only reason why they were going to do the horror theme was because um, it came out when they were releasing the trailer. And so then they got committed to doing a horror film and I'm like, oh my god! There's just like you couldn't have written a bigger nightmare for me in my New Mutants. Oh like, yeah, that sounds bad. Uh, You're talking about it, like it, like Stephen King's it, like Stephen King's it. Wait, that what? Was the article. Yeah. What does that have to do with what? They they released it at the 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 first trailer. Again, this is just in an article I read that that they released the, the trailer during when it was big. Like it was coming out, and so and so they made it scarier than they than what the movie to. actually is. Yeah. Yes, and then when holy crap, this is what people want. They're expecting a horror film, so we need to go back oh. and make a <laughs> scary film. But then they didn't like the scares that the guy put in, so they let him put back some stuff. Oh like it's just exactly, like you read the article and you're like, it is everything that they tell us not to get excited about. It's like yeah. it's like Fantastic Four level. Wow. Well, I do think that we're getting Fantastic Four, Marvel's Fantastic Four before we get a, another X Men universe. Yeah. Because probably. there's less to undo. There's less to scrap. You know what I mean? Right. And with Deadpool kind of killing it in the X Men front. Yeah, they're gonna let that probably play out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we'll it'll maybe like I said, New Mutants will 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 usher in a new <laughs> that that'll be the, the the last gasp. It'll go out in a bang of you know leather costumes and like big hair. I don't know. Um, and then we'll get like Marvel's X Men. But again, dude, that's you know because because. Fantastic Four as a property could easily tie into the cosmic stuff that Marvel's doing. Well, I mean, like the, the Avengers I'm I'm reading right now, um, is the very cosmic y thing, and there is no yeah. Fantastic Four. And I think it's around the time that they're like, Well, fine, we're just not gonna do any uh Fantastic right, right. Four because we don't have any. Yeah. 
Um, but what it does have, <laughs> two of the because this is this is the Wolverine is a an Avenger run of Avengers. Yeah, um, because we have to put <laughs> Wolverine in absolutely every God, seriously. <laughs> so so he uh, so Tony Stark recruits wolverine and has had him in the he's been in the avengers but the the whole thing starts with avengers world like they're gonna go bigger they're gonna have this big cast and at the beginning of each issue it tells you like it has all their symbols on this really cool grid and uh it tells you which characters are going to be in this issue and two of the characters that wolverine brings in with him are cannonball and sunspot so cannonball and sunspot are now avengers which just makes me so happy and this is one of the only things I love about this run of Avengers right now is that um, Bobby and Roberto and Roberto is drawn the way he's supposed to be where he, you know, has. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. The, the spots. Well, and but the, the like a lot of people kind of whitewash him out. Oh, right. Right. Um, but he they're they're kind of written as bros and um, and like. Bobby's kind of trying to, um, you know, he's trying to get ripped. So, so uh, Roberto has him on a, a diet, like a special, like pumping diet. Like it's, it's like they're just kind of bros, just kind of hanging out at Avengers, um, in, in the Avengers headquarters, and um, like Roberto just goes, you know what? We could fight AIM, or I could just buy them. You know, and so like it's just like they actually are playing very cool roles in the Avengers. I'm like, yeah, bring just forget about the New Mutants movies. Just just put them in, just put them in Avengers. <laughs> Throw them in there. <laughs> Let's just do that Let's instead. Just do that instead. Hard yeah. left. Um. Yeah, I think that another. I mean, I just Fantastic Four is the one that I'm really pulling for because. You think about it. You know who else is another ongoing property at Marvel that has a huge connection to Fantastic Four is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So you know that's just something that makes sense to me, and I hope I hope they they do that. But this is all like, you know, Avengers Four is. I mean, they have a plan. We just they're not saying anything yet because you know they want to launch after Captain Marvel comes out. They're going to launch. The whole uh, campaign for Avengers. And, uh, 4. Do we do do we think they're going to announce anything at Comic Con? It's two weeks from now. Oh, aren't they doing their own thing now? Like after that, I think that? they're doing. Are they doing it as part of the Disney? Yeah, probably. Thing? Yeah, E yeah. three. No, E three is the. Isn't E three the? Um, I thought E three was the video game one. Oh, you're probably right about that <laughs> yeah that's the electronic katie yeah. is screaming no, at this... us right now the name of the i know the name of the convention. <laughs> it's a number d23 d23 d d as in disney d23 expo that's <laughs> i mean e3 d okay fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be uh, in Anaheim in August. So I, if you've got to announce it soon, yeah, no kidding, huh? They're really like confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have way tangents, and I had a feeling we were going to. I, I wish we had gotten more puzzles, puzzle pieces in for Avengers Four, but but we didn't. Um, 
And now we're just now I just yeah. want to know how we get him out of the quantum zone. Um, again, I think Bill Foster is going to ha- have to play a, a big part in it. Or, or that's how you introduce the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Reed Richards is like, what's this? Oh, hey, it's Ant Man. <laughs> and then we just introduced the Fantastic Four. Oh man, um, yeah, Captain Marvel in March, right? Is it that? Is it that far away? Yes, it's March eighth. Seriously, dude. Two thousand nineteen. Does that mean we, we no don't get Marvel. any Marvel movies until next year? That's that's it. What the hell? I don't. I don't know. I I, yeah, I disagree with this. This needs to be fixed. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And yeah, that's what are, it. What are we going to do? Because we knew there was only two, there was two films coming out in between Avengers 3 and 4. And those were um, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. But then what, then what is happening between now and March? Like there's literally nothing. I guess we get, we get Aquaman, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your tone. You don't have to do DC like that, Joe. You know? <laughs> they're, they're Dark Phoenix in November and Aquaman in December. That's all we get for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm looking at a list that was published on July 10th, right, which was yesterday, day before yesterday. And it says uh, the current MCU calendar is Captain Marvel March 8th. Avengers 4, May 3rd, and Spider-Man Far From Home, July 5th. Wow. Yeah, man. So between now and then, yeah, we got Aquaman. Do we have another Star Wars movie? No. <laughs> they don't do Star Wars movies anymore. The internet's too no. the internet's horrible. <laughs> they've just, they, they're done. <laughs> they just canceled, they canceled Star, Wars. Star Wars. Thanks, internet. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, I think we have. I, th- I, I think we have another Star Wars movie coming in sometime in there. Yeah, yeah. When is Comic Con? Comic Con's uh, yeah, two weeks. It's two not weeks? Next week. It's the week after. Okay. Is it the weekend of? Uh, it's yeah, in July, it's right? The it's 19th, July twentieth, uh... like around there. I know. I know because. Okay. <laughs> poor Matt. Um, I. I didn't bother to check birthdays before I fell in love. Um, his birthday is July 20th, and I am always at Comic-Con during his birthday. I have a very patient husband. Oh, like, wow. He's like, yeah, it's fine. We'll just celebrate before or after. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Anything I, I else think, you want to? I don't know. Would, would like, <laughs> we should go back and, and cover on Ant-Man and Wasp because we kind of went on our – as we as we often do, our Avengers are amazing grants. Yeah, I feel like we covered the good, the bad. Um, what's coming up next is actually how what led us to where we are now. Because um, you know, I mean, there's no way at this point, there's no way you can release anything Marvel in between Avengers three and four and not have like half the conversation be about like yeah. looking ahead. Right, because that's what it's all about. Like, I was so stoked to see Ant Man and Wasp. Yes, I love the characters, but it's because like 
oh my God, like anything Marvel, any clue that I can get or anything, any follow-up I can get to where we left off in the last Avengers film. That's why that stinger was so satisfying, even though it was just a few seconds, you know, the fact that they, they did that. They went there with those characters. Those characters are gone. He's stuck in the quantum zone. Like that's great. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's that's they they have reached. They we we talked about this during the Infinity War episode. Like they have reached comic books and movie form, where we are now waiting for the next issue to come out, and we are coming up with all of our fan theories on what they're going to do. Like we we're doing it. They're doing it better than the comic books are doing now because the comic books kind of broadcast what their storylines are going to be months in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Awesome. I can't believe we're just like <laughs> we're getting nothing else. Like I'm, I'm sad. But... <laughs> I'm like you should have known this. I feel like I just kind of like broke the sad news. Well, to I you. think I think I was looking because I know like New Mutants got moved. Like a lot of stuff got moved into 2019, and so I think yeah. I, I think for some reason I thought we were getting Captain Marvel at the end of the year. Oh, no, yeah, we got to wait. But then, I mean, there's been rumblings online, like Captain Marvel, like, directly leads into the next Avengers film. Yeah, which is good, because then we don't have to so, wait between you know. those two, because that would just be torture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we'll, we'll get a calendar going, right? We're going to get a calendar going soon, so we can see, uh, you have a good, good we can see the big yes. picture. I have a good idea of when things are yes. rolling out. So that let's let's talk about let's talk about going forward uh, for us. Um, we are meeting the last weekend in July, and we are putting together our calendar for as long as we feel comfortable with. And we uh-huh. are um, we are going to be kind of figuring out where we're going from here, and so. Um, I know a couple people have chimed in, but we want everybody to chime in. So on my shout outs this week, I am going to say Matt on Slack was awesome. First of all, he did um, he did break the news that New Mutants has been postponed. Um, <laughs> but he also uh, chimed in and said that he was enjoying um, our discussion episodes, um, really liked the Evolving Your Fandom episode, which I think plays into you know, the kind of stuff that both you and I are, are into right now, which is kind of looking at our fandom a little bit more critically. So, um, so hopefully we'll be doing that, but if there are other things that you guys want us to do, let us know because we are going to be meeting soon to, to really flesh out Geektitude moving forward. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, shout outs this week, Ray? No, no shout outs this week. Um, you know what? I'm shouting out to anyone who has ever had to go through movies <laughs> <laughs> more than more than twice in their life, because that has pretty much been my reality. Uh, this recording this podcast with you has been a really nice break <laughs> from basically just boxes and shelves. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm... If you if if you've had to endure this more than a couple of times in your life, shout out to you. You're, you're the real hero. You're the real MVP. Well, I'm, I'm glad we can provide an island for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> truly. Truly, that's what it is. Truly. Um, on that note, uh, we are going to take uh, – like we, we have been posting about every other week. Like that's kind of been our, our, our schedule unintentionally just because of life. This 
June and July has kind of kicked our butts. Um, but yeah. we are not going to record again until after Comic-Con because this weekend um, you're busy and next weekend I'm at Comic-Con. So the week after Comic-Con, we are going to have a Comic-Con episode. That is the next episode of geek to 2 that's going to be coming out. And um, and so if there is stuff that – here's the thing. If you've ever been to a convention, you know that the people at the convention have no clue what's going on. The people at home have a better idea of all the news and amazing things that are happening than the people at the convention. So this is accurate. So this is what I am going to throw out to all of you. Um, the weekend of Comic-Con, as stuff is coming out and you're getting excited about things, send send that information towards us and we'll discuss it in that episode. Because I, I tend to use Comic-Con as a way to check out like the, the geek communities and that's where I get a lot of my interview people from. And so for me, it's a networking thing and I do go in and, and watch um, some of the panels, but like, I don't do the hall 20 and the hall H thing. I, I don't do that stuff because I am too old to be sleeping on concrete all night. Like that just like, no. Um, so, uh, let me know what announcements you guys are excited about. Ray, please do the same. And we will talk about all the fun things that people are just geeking out about after Comic-Con. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've been to Comic-Con a handful of times, but I'm not a diehard, like, you know, every year attendee, like you are Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my Comic-Con season is spent very much in front of my laptop, refreshing multiple geek sites, <laughs> really pouring over all the news coming out. So uh, any of you out there listening to this that kind of do the same thing, join me on Slack during those days. I will make it a point to be on there and just, you know, sharing and discussing the news coming out. And then I'll carry that over into the, the following podcast that we record. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that because I, I will be able to keep up with Slack as, as long as my internet allows me to, as long as my cell yeah. phone connection <laughs> allows me to. Cool. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm very excited. And then the next thing we need to do is after this Comic-Con is over, when they start selling tickets for next Comic-Con, we need to like strategize and start getting as many uh, geek to geek network people, both podcasters and fans to Comic-Con who want to go. Yeah. It's not as hard as people think. You just have to have a strategy going in. Cool. All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek to Do is a proud member of the Geek to Geek Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows such as the Geek to Geek podcast, runningshoes.tv. I know Bij is redoing his blog, so I think right now he's he's uh, asking people for um a, you know, a new name to reboot his, his blog with. So, so jump on Slack and, and give him some feedback. Um, also we have tea time with Katie and Chelsea they've been doing some great stuff too. So make sure you listen to them. Uh, make sure you, we have so many communities right now. So just <laughs> pick the one you like, cause we've got Reddit. If you are r forward slash geek to geek cast, if you're a Reddit person, um, Slack, all of us are on Slack in some form or another. Uh, just this week, we added Discord to our um, our venue of places that you can find us. Um, I have not gotten up the courage to go on to voice chat yet, but um, but I don't know. We're going to start doing more gaming stuff with Discord, so check that out. 
Uh, you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. We have no review, guys. Like, more reviews, please. I know I know, we don't usually ask for that, but I think I think we need to start ramping up the the, the geek to geek network reviews in mass. Awesome. Alright, we will see you guys in two weeks after Comic-Con, and until then, remember... The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? Uh, Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find the shared desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The shared desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different different points points of view. view. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Cheers.